Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan, joined as ever by my friend and the founder of Startups.com, Will Schroeder. Will, there's a lot of misconceptions about what goes on inside of a startup company, but like as we're building these things, um, you know, I think people have a lot of ideas about you know, what goes on, what it's like to be the founder, um, particularly those early stages, right, before we've really caught stride. And Let's dispel a couple of those today. Let's spend some time talking about what the true currencies that get spent to build a startup company are. Um, as you go back through through history here, as, as you're thinking about the things that you really gave up, right? Not the things that people think, right? Like how this got built, right? right? Like, okay, yeah, I went and raised VC funding. I took out all these loans from these super cool banks who like to give people money with no collateral <laughs> that I've yet to find in any bank anywhere. But apparently they, they exist somewhere. What are the true currencies? Like, what did you actually give up as you were building? You know, I think what's interesting is that most people, to your point, Ryan, from the outside, they see, okay, you know, like you said, they, they raised money or you know, they put time into it, so they put some personal investment, and they think that's the cost, right? You know, to your right. point, that's the currency of what it takes to build a startup. And the truth is, Long before the startup ever became anything, and certainly long after it becomes something, we're burning through so many forms of currency as a founder that in many cases we often never get back, and people think it's right. just money. It's way beyond money. Way, way more. Yep. And then I think from a founder's standpoint, we have this notion that when we get to a certain point, all of those debts and all those, you know, all that currency we've used will go away. Yeah, And I, I think what we'll talk about today is it actually sometimes not only gets worse, but it continues to compound, right? So we're thinking, oh, I'm five years into this. We've raised money. We've finally turned the corner. And so now things are going to start going really well and, and, and I'll be good. And then all of a sudden you're looking around going, damn, this is way worse than it was before. Right. What happened? What happened? And so yeah. I think what it'd be worth kind of unpacking today are what are all those currencies? Why do they compound so much? Why does it get worse even though it sounds like things are getting better? And ultimately, if we can figure this one out, Ryan, I think this would be heroes, what can we actually do about it? Because <laughs> I'd love to hear that part. If we can figure that part out, that that'd might be Yeah, boy. I've actually, I've got a really important thing I've got to go do just before that, before that part. I think, <laughs> I think we can get close. Skin, you know? I think we can get close. But like we've we've gone through this a couple times, right? And we've we've talked about these in various ways in in past episodes. But um, you want to start by just laying out what are what are the three main currencies? And we've we've kind of narrowed it down to three big categories. But what are those three? Yeah. So so TLDR, kind of the things I think we should talk about today. The first is the most obvious, and that's cash. But not yep. just cash, our cash, right? Our the cash. personal money we put in, which is usually not in the form of all this extra dough we had sitting around and we just didn't know how to invest, it's usually what we call debt and lots yep. of it in lots of yep. different ways. And I think, you know, yep. we'll talk through how that, that kind of expands. The second that we get into is kind of our health. And at first, yeah. we're willing to give it a, because it kind of feels free. Yeah. But give it a few years and yep. it doesn't feel very free. Anymore. It's like it's like giving away equity, right? You give away your health, you give away your equity because at the beginning it feels like it has the lowest value. And yet it, those are the two most expensive currencies. Those are the two most startup, expensive. Right? Yeah. And then you combine the stress of those two and the stress of doing kind of what startups do. And then invariably it starts to impact all of your relationships. So I think what we do today, what we could really dig into 
is how do those things start chipping away? When do they start getting progressively worse? And ideally, if you and I can be so bold, what can we start to do to kind of chip away at that a little bit and start to curb that? Because I think yep. part of what messed me up, and I'm sure you felt the same way and most founders do, is we just didn't see it coming. It was death yeah. by a thousand paper cuts. It wasn't yep. one moment when all of a sudden everything went dry. It was all these little moments. And I think yeah. that's also what we can talk about is what are all those little inflection points that at the time don't feel that painful, but collectively really mess us up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think there are two things. I think it, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. The other thing, and you alluded to this really early on, and that's that the point at which there is the chance for correction is usually right. not where we think it is, right? That right. There's this lag between, let's say, when the, the business becomes successful and starts to pull up and pull away and achieve some level of success, and when the founder truly begins to feel that and, and really gets to start to absorb some of that and abate some of their own personal issues, right? Because that's what we're really talking about here. We're talking about what are the personal costs of building the startup for the founder specifically, right? Right. And so, you know, there, there is a delta between that point where the, the startup starts to do better and is, you know, we're, we're now in the black, we're, you know, we're now generating profit, and everybody assumes that means that before we got there, all of those things that happened in the past were erased. Here's the tricky part, right? I think if we, we go back through this, the, the three that you listed out, the first one is actually the easiest to deal with, the money. Um, because at some point, you can just pay back the debts. Right, theoretically. Debts you can to pay your back. health, right, theoretically you can pay it back. Debts that you accumulate in health and relationships are significantly harder to pay down, right? So I think that when we, when we combine those things, as you said, these, they, they compound heavily, right? There, there's an exponential factor there. The other side of it is that as we, we don't see them coming, right? And, and we're, we're unprepared for this death by a thousand paper cuts, and we also get the longevity of it wrong. We, we completely misconstrue uh, when and if uh, these things will abate and, and what we can do to sort of assuage those things. All right, so before we get into this next topic, I just want to let you know, what we talk about here is like 1% of the conversation. You know, really this conversation is going on all day long online at groups.startups.com where Ryan and I pretty much talk endlessly with founders about every one of these topics. So if by the end of this discussion, you like the topic and you want to dig into it a little bit more with Ryan and I, just head to groups.startups.com and we'll pick it up from there. So from, from the money standpoint, here's, here's why the money part doesn't really make sense to people until the whole thing plays out. In other words, if you're a first-time founder and if you're just starting out and you're listening to this, kind of lean in on this part because... Everyone keeps thinking, oh, well, I just got involved. I either set aside some money, rarely, or I kind of have an idea of how much I'm going to spend until we break even. And yet you don't. Because here's how it happens. It happens the way gamblers lose money. You keep thinking the <laughs> last hand you yep. bet, the yep. last money you put at Never. risk, is probably the yeah. last money. Right. And, and you win a couple hands. And so you forget about the last money. And then you lose, and then you kind of remember, but you keep going back and forth, and you oscillate back and forth until, like most gamblers, you lose all your money and you have to leave or leave the table crying. Now, what happens for for founders is that we do this over a really long period of time. We do it over years and yep. years and years and years, and during that time, we have moments of optimism, right? We have these moments where we go, okay, now, you know, now things are about to turn. Yes, yes, yes. And, and we win a couple hands, yep. right? 
But what happens is every time we lose, every time we chip away from our accounts, every time we sign up for another line of credit, another you know zero dollar uh, down kind of scheme that we use to buy laptops yep. or whatever it is that we do, every time we do that, we just kind of chip away. We kind of put another shovel full of dirt in our grave yeah. of, of what is our financial security. <laughs> God, that's morbid, but yeah, accurate. It is morbid yeah. and it's awful. And it takes a long time for it to typically stack up to what it is, and it's so painful. Now, during this time, all the people around us, you know, they could be coworkers, investors, they could be friends, family, whatever. Yep. The problem is they don't see it happening because it's not like instantly on day one, I had to sell my house and all my worldly possessions in order to be able to like cover this debt, right? Right. I just right. keep chipping away at it. Yeah, it happens over time. You do end up doing that, and then some, right? We're talking about you know going beyond selling your worldly possessions. You've yep. actually gone negative, right? You're in debt at this point. And, and here's a part that a lot of people don't know. And if, if you've just raised some money, or if you're looking at folks that have raised some money, you often look at them going, it must be nice being them because they don't have to go into debt because they've raised a bunch of money and the business is paying for all these things, so they don't have to pay for it. Except you might miss one thing. A lot of these venture-funded founders, many of them, are still getting paid a salary that is way less than yeah. what they would have otherwise be making in the market. Yes. And by way of that, yep. at home, are creating a whole bunch of debts that they can't pay that yeah. you just don't see. Yep. And so it's not unlikely for a startup founder in a Series A company, which is further along, obviously, than, than a seed-funded company. Um, they've raised millions at that point to be making a below-market salary. Now, it varies but it wouldn't be totally unusual to be making $120,000. Now, at first, you're going to look at that, and you're going to say, wait a minute, that's a ton of money. I wish I was making $120,000. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. Unless, prior to making that $120,000, for the last five years, you're making $0. $0. And racking up debt. Yeah, yep. exactly. And at the same time, yeah. you live in LA, San Francisco, New York, a place where $120,000 doesn't take you very far. And often, to compound this more, you're often at a stage in your life where you're maybe further along where you're trying to do big things. Maybe you're trying to get married. Maybe you're trying to buy a house. Maybe you're trying to have kids. And you realize you actually can't. Unlike other people who yeah. quit their job for a better paying job, you're kind of stuck with this one. And yeah. all of these things you know, add up to this, this debt that no one sees. Yeah, so circling back, you know, you, this death by a thousand cuts, right? You've you've now you know you've now accumulated all these tiny little micro debts, maybe not micro, some are big. Maybe you've taken out a home equity sure. line of credit, something like that, where you know you've taken on big chunks at a time. But at some point, that's a finite resource that that runs out. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the the company has everything it needs to sustain itself either, right? Hopefully, right? That's the hope that we use right. these very uh, consumable rocket boosters to get this thing off the ground. And then it achieves escape velocity, and we can cruise for a little while, hopefully pick up some steam, and then eventually get to that point where we circle back around and take care of some of that debt. But often, that doesn't happen, or it doesn't happen as soon as we'd hope or think it will. And, you know, we're, we're facing things like bankruptcy. Right. Right? And, and this is where it gets really serious. And again, like, the company can actually look like it's doing well enough from the outside, and yet the founder may be facing very, very serious personal financial consequences on the inside. Right? right. Again, that view from the outside, the view from the inside, so very, very different um, in most cases, right? It's like the, the, the view from the balcony versus, you know, being on the uh, on the dance floor. So I think that it's it's important to recognize that. And then 
this is actually a great, a great segue into, into the next piece of that, which is that as you start to face these real financial circumstances, right? So now I'm, I'm now stuck, right? Because as to your point, I can't just switch jobs right. or said differently. If I do, I'm still bringing all this debt with me. Right, absolutely. Right? All of it's this worse. accumulated debt is coming right along with me, right? Because it, it was all personal. <laughs> Again, like I, I look forward to meeting this bank that will give, you know, uncollateralized money to startup companies. You know, they can call me uh, whenever, they're, whenever they, they <laughs> listen to this episode. That'll be great. So I think this is a great segue into how this starts to impact things like founder health, right? Because at the point at which, it's funny, but this can actually exacerbate this, right? So now the company pulls up, Right. And I start to see the company doing better. A couple of things happen. One, I start to really look at what has the impact been to me, right? And I, I finally maybe have even just like a little bit of time and space to do that. You know, if we're, we're profitable now, we're starting to make a little bit of money as a company. Maybe there's some more team members. It's not just me anymore. Um, you know, people are taking care of things that I used to take care of. And all of a sudden, I can take a minute to reflect, right? Which sounds like a good thing. And ultimately, it is. And yet sometimes we look at that reflection, it's like, holy hell, what have I done to myself, right? Like I have, I have dug myself into, into this financial hole and then it starts to take an impact on our health, right? So let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Well, like, do you, you remember that point in, in your early career at which you looked back at that mountain of debt surging behind you and what was the impact that it had on you, like physically, mentally, emotionally, your, your well-being? Ryan, it made me so healthy. I slept so well at night. <laughs> I felt so good. I was high-fiving people all the time. I was so happy yep. to be bankrupted at so many levels. My health yes. just kept improving. I've never been more fit Six in my life, Six-pack abs Ryan. just pop out. Right? <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Good. Well, let's talk about how you did that, because I remember it. Two, um, I remember it a little bit differently. Like that was not my experience. Yeah, yeah. You remember um, taking me to the hospital? I, I looked at the swelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, by the way, I just want to mention if what we're talking about today sounds like the kind of discussion you wish you were having more often, you actually can. You know, we're online all day, every day, working through exactly these types of topics with founders just like you. So. Any question you would have or maybe some problem you just want to work through, we're here and we love this stuff. And we're easy to find. You know, head over to groups.startups.com and let's just start talking. You know, this whole thing, this whole journey is stressful as hell. But we have this, this vision that once again, once we turn that corner, that it'll be less stressful. I'll give you a great example. We're not funded right now, so it's burning up my savings. If we could just to get a check-in, then I'd be good, Right? I've never yeah, right. met a founder who, after receiving a bunch of money, was like, whew, health keeps getting better and better, right? There's nothing yeah. about raising money that makes your health any better because all you did is you carried over the same debts you had before, and now you have a debt to a whole bunch of other people, your employees, your investors, yep. and all these other people. And trust me, while I understand putting the money in the bank is better than not putting the money in the bank, and by all means, if you can get it, get it. Yeah. What I'm saying is it's not as simple as people think. You know, what's on the other side of that isn't exactly what founders think it is. And so a couple weeks ago, we were having a founder get-together, founder group. And these were founders who'd done really, really well. Uh, and they were raising massive rounds, uh, you know, E-rounds of hundreds of millions of dollars. And when you looked around the room, nobody was particularly healthy, right? And my, mind you too, by the time you get to that point, you've been at this game for a very long time right? In, in yes. startup years, right? Yeah. Very long time. And what it took, what it took to, to withstand your own health issues long enough to even get to that round was brutal. 
Right, right. But right. at no point was anyone like, yep. you know, time to kick back and just see where this goes, right? You raise hundreds <laughs> right. of millions of dollars, you are as stressed as you've ever been. I'll give you an example. I'll give yeah. you an example. Early on when I was in the agency business, I always thought that if we could get to like a million dollars of revenue, that things would finally settle down. Like I could stop hustling and working nonstop hours, et cetera. And I was talking to a friend of ours, yep. Ryan, some of you and I both know a couple of days ago, and he was talking about kind of hitting revenue milestones and when do things kind of settle in. And I was like, they'd never do. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, listen, right. every time you get to another revenue milestone, right, or a funding milestone, et cetera, yep. the stakes just go up. All that stuff that was just stressing up, you out the bar. just gets multiplied. Because now you have more mouths to feed, yep. you have more expectations to meet, you have, it's harder and harder to fix if things go wrong. At one point, say in the agency, we had $10 million a month of payroll. I don't have a rich uncle I could call to say, hey, Uncle Trump, <laughs> right. can, you, uh, can, yeah. you, can you help me out with this, uh, with this $10 million a month yeah. problem I've Kicking got? Kicking right? a little on this? Yeah, like, no big it, deal. like right. it should it's be short so term. much more stressful. <laughs> Because you're so, <laughs> you're so much more detached from how you can even control the outcome of this, which, by the way, leads to your yeah. lack of health and leads to all of these other issues. It actually yeah. accelerates all the shit you were expecting to fix. And yep. Ryan, I don't think anybody sees that coming. You know what I mean? I, I know they don't, right? I think there's, there's a number of things that happen, right? We can talk about all the dynamics of fundraising, but I think at its core, like, let's just go through the kind of the example we've given, which is that you started with some kind of personal debt. Now you've taken on, on external funding. Oftentimes, the, the company has no or very low burn rate up until the point at which they, they take on funding because they, they, they can't, right? They can't accept a burn rate if you don't know where that, there's no pool of money to pull from, right? And you're kind of like just piecing things together, like you said, using credit cards and, and you know, zero money down for, for equipment or you know, working out deals with software vendors or whatever it is that you're doing, uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Um, so... At that point where you take on funding, all of a sudden you've got this burn rate and therefore a runway, right? This now has a definite stop point, right? If you don't make changes, if something in the business doesn't accelerate, if you don't pull up from revenue, hit that milestone, it stops, right? Right. And, and so I think now you've got this pressure from behind, this huge mountain of debt, and that's swelling up behind you. And then you're staring at the end of a runway in front of you. This is where the, the founder pressure just gets exponential, right? And now there's, there's right. really, truly no escaping at this point. You've cut off your avenues for escape and you have a finite time frame in which to do this and or raise more funds, which I know everybody throws out. as like, well, you know, you just go raise more money. Sure. If it was that simple, that's what everyone would do. And yet there's an entire graveyard full of startup ideas um, that ended after, you know, seed, series A, series B, um, and just weren't able to make that liftoff. So I think nobody sees this coming. And they willingly step into it thinking that it's going to solve that first problem, right? I'm going to raise money. It's going to erase these other issues. It doesn't erase them. And as we've said, in a lot of cases, it actually exacerbates them. And I think this is the real trap that founders need to be aware of in, in terms of their own personal finances and their own personal well-being, which again, nice segue, right? As your health starts to deteriorate and your money's all gone, are you fun to hang out with at that point, Will? <laughs> You've got two things where this thing's starting to get worse. You know, as we were talking about, about our health, as it connects to, to our startups, and we'll talk about our, our relationships and, and our health, but as it relates to our health specifically, our startups are kind of, they, they only have one effect on our health. They make it worse. Yeah. They actually yeah. don't make it better. <laughs> For example, if the startup's going really poor, 
it tears apart your health. And if it's going really well, yeah. it tears apart your health. In neither yeah. case does it go the other direction and you're like, you wake up one morning shredded just because your startup's doing so well, right? Like you, yeah. your health gets pulled on in either direction. And so yeah. I think once again, we're paying this massive debt that no one sees, least of all us, by the way. We don't, we don't, we don't calculate it. Right. But I think if I had to compare the three, the relationships are the ones that are the most painful. Because the other yeah. two, I feel like, ah, it's on me. It's affecting me, right? And, and like, you know, this was my journey, so to speak, and I was willing to, to take it on. But when it starts affecting other people, yeah, right, and I start to see those relationships tear, I'm just not okay with that. You know, and, and yeah. it's, it's not just what people think. People think it's your spouse or something like that. Sure, absolutely, and, and we can kind of dig into that. But it's a lot of stuff. It's the, the folks that you work with, right? As yep. tensions rise, you know, as things start to get in more and more intense. And again, by the way, this goes both ways. I've seen tensions rise right before a company's ready to go IPO, and I've seen tensions rise before they're about to go bankrupt, right? Yep. Different tensions, et cetera. But it puts so much pressure on relationships. And here's the messed up thing. If you're employee number 1,000, right, and there's some intensity about how the company is doing, you might bring some of that home, right? People do. Yeah. With some of your friendships, et cetera. Maybe some of your coworker relationships are strained. But again, this is what we talked about in some, some previous episodes. But the founders, their yep. relationships are with everyone, everyone. every employee, yep. every investor, every customer, right? So the nuclear effect of how we're paying for this thing spreads across so many people. It's this massive mushroom cloud. And look, uh, Ryan, you and I get along great. We're great friends. And if something happened, we've got a lot in the bank and we can resolve it, right? Yep. But what if you had to fight that battle 28 more times today? How long would that last for you, right? Like, at what point would you be like, fuck this? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Well, again, think about the energy that you actually have and the resolve that you have at the time that that starts to happen, right? Because at that point, you've been running this race for so long and you've accumulated that personal debt. You've worn your health down and now you're being asked to do the 28 round fight, right? It, it sounds exactly like it is. It's, it's brutal, yep. right? You don't have the energy for it. You don't have the fortitude. You don't have the mental well-being to appropriately navigate those things. You don't have the EQ at that point. Like all these stats just start to plummet, right? You become a, a less and less capable leader, right? in times where it's most required of you, yep. right? And, and again, like, it's the personal relationships, it's the investor relationships, it's people in your personal life. Um, it's all around you, right? And there's, there's really, at that point, there's no escape. I think this is the other thing, again, just like in terms of the, we, we sort of created this triangle of doom here from these, <laughs> these three uh, different aspects of, of founder debt at the personal level. And it really does start to, to box you in. I know I just said it was a triangle and then I described the box, but let's say it's a triangular box. So much geometry. We're now trapped in a triangular box, yeah. <laughs> Too much geometry. See what I said? You know, my, my cognitive abilities have dropped. It's because I've been a founder for too long, guys. This is what happens. <laughs> True. So you end up in this situation where you've got as little capability to deal with these things, right? You, you're out of that, that personal debt that you can tap, right? And that's why we went and raised money. This has gone as far as we can with, with what we can pull out of the bank and beyond financially. Um, we've now taken on the, the, the money uh, and we've created that stress. We've got that runway in front of us now. And now we're trying to deal with personal relationships and work relationships and investor relationships yeah. and vendor relationships and all of these things just chipping away at us. 
while simultaneously trapping us into the situation where we have to deal with them. Because there really is. You've got no avenues for escape at this point. You have to deal with these things head on and you're in your least capable state. You know, the interesting about their relationships and some with a little bit of your health, they actually respond back, right? Like in other words, they force you to deal with them in many cases. Where I've dealt with it in the past was at first, it was it was very nonchalant. In other words, I said, you know, hey, I can't meet up with you this weekend. You know, got to work all weekend type thing. And so, and so, I I kind of fell behind on some of my personal relationships, you know, with friends and such. But they were okay with it. They had other stuff going on, and you know, they knew yeah. I had to work. Not the end of the world. But a couple days became a couple weeks. A couple weeks became a couple months. And a couple months became a couple years. And I and I stood yeah. back and I said, I don't even know this person anymore. Right, it's not them. They right. never canceled a single time. Yeah. That was on me. Yep, and that was just that was you know you. friendships, which yeah. I don't want to say are disposable by any means, but sometimes they don't have the same magnitude as some of my closer relationships. Right, you know, family and what have you. Yep, you see this all the time with founders with kids, where at one point they're sitting across from their kids, finding out who they are. Right, I mean, you see this. Yeah. You know, uh, back in the day with executives that traveled all the time. Right, and it, all of a sudden your kids grow up. And, you know, you're getting photos of, of, of how they're growing up. Like, you know, you're a stranger in their own lives. It happens all the time, right? Yeah. And that's not, you know, explicit to founders. But my point here is all those relationships collectively start getting chipped away at. And it's, yep. it's not until someone raises their hand and says, hey, this isn't okay, right? I mean, often if, if you're married, you have a spouse, let's say, or, you know, someone in your uh, life or relationship where they're raising their hands saying, I can't do this anymore. You know, all these debts you're willing yeah. to pay, I wasn't willing to pay, right? You signed up for that without me, right? That was what we talked about, that, that kind yeah. of phantom contract that existed for you, yep. but doesn't exist for me. And, and we signed those right. everywhere. The one-sided handshake. Yeah, yeah, this, it, yeah, we do. With everyone. And I think what happens is, invariably, some of those relationships, again, ultimately the big ones, like you know, uh, marriages and such, start to come to a head. And yeah. from the outside, let's say the company's doing really well. And from the outside, people are saying, wow, that looks great. As we're recording this, Bill Gates just announced that he's getting divorced from Melinda Gates, right? Now, the Bill and yep. Melinda Gates Foundation have 1,600 employees. From the outside, it's doing all these amazing things. From the inside, Bill and Melinda not doing so well, right? You know, so, and he's one of the richest people in the world and has been since like forever. From the outside, it always looks like things are okay. But from the inside, they're paying this debt as founders in so many different ways that you know most people can't even can't even conceive of. And I don't think they see it. That's the thing. Yeah. They don't. Even the founders typically don't see it, right? To your point, until somebody else points it out to us, we often don't notice. Because again, to the founder, they're allowable microtransactions, right? right? I'm I'm stealing a little time from here. Why? Well, we, we went through this hierarchy, right? We've, we've burned through our ability to pay for this out of personal cash. We've, we've now, you know, burnt up our health. The last thing we have is like just throwing more time right. at it, right? So we're just, we're stealing from each of these resource pools that we have. And they're just microtransactions. Again, the thousand paper cuts, right? We just continue to borrow and borrow and borrow without really realizing how much this is stacked up. Now, the financial debt, again, it's the easiest to track because it's quantifiable, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I owe this much money to these many people. Now, depending on how well you understand things like compounding interest rates and how close (laughs) you're tracking that, that too can get out of hand and in unexpected ways, right? Like debts get called due and, and we're not always prepared for those. 
but we're more prepared for those, at least uh, technically, than we are for the, the ones around our personal health and our relationships, right? When those debts get called due, and there's no note right. there, right? So there's not, a, there's not a maturity date on your health or, or, or your right. marriage, right? So when those notes get called due, they're due immediately. Yep. And, and they're often under duress and surprise, right? Like when we threw you in the back of the car to take you to the hospital. We weren't expecting that. It wasn't like, okay, um, remember, uh, Elliot, on Wednesday, uh, we're going to need to toss Will into the back of a car and take him to the hospital <laughs> because his heart's right. not working like it's right. supposed to. Don't forget that. This is an important yeah. meeting, right? We didn't know that was coming. Um, we had to deal with it, right? You had traded too much of your health. And luckily, uh, you hadn't eroded your relationships enough with us where we were like, eh, fuck it. That, that'd have been a bad time to find out <laughs> things weren't going well between us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you. Uh, Will keeps calling for some reason. Says something about dying at yeah, roadside. Yeah, that's oh, well. his problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what. I think you know. We talked at the top of the episode. We were talking about how you know at some point we have to do something about it, right? You know, like what do we, what do we actually yeah. do about it? Whenever I talk to founders, and you know, we talk about how things are going, we we dig deeply into kind of what's actually going on, kind of pull back the curtain a bit. Yeah. When I talk to founders, I often ask them, "Are you doing better than before you started this thing?" Right? It, it takes them a while to think about that because no one ever asked that question. So are your relationships better yeah. than when you started this thing? Almost, I mean, almost how could they be? But let's, you know, let's stick with that. If you asked me that at this point, well, I would just be like, you smug <laughs> bastard. You know the answer to that question. <laughs> well, I just met my kids. But are your finances better? Uh, which sometimes they are. Right. Is your health better? Yeah. You know, uh, I've rarely met a founder that's either doing poorly or well that's actually in great shape. And so yeah. what it is, is you call all those bets at once, right? And you say, if, if you had to be objective right now, and you had to look at those three categories, are you better off than when you started? And, and invariably, the answer is almost yeah. always no, right? If, by the way, yep. if you're one of the few founders who said yes to all of these, please contact us <laughs> because yeah. we want to sign up for your plan. Yeah, whatever that We're plan is, uh, we would love to know about it. But look, as we go here, we're making all those bets. So I think, Ryan, the first step, you know, as we talk through this, the first step, I think, is just recognizing that there's a debt to be had, that this thing has been built on yeah. your back. Yeah. And, and at some point, if you don't start paying that debt back in a lot of ways, kind of wasn't worth it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, again, recognizing that it has to be repaid is, is that first step, right? That there are these debts accumulating. Again, the financial one, Fairly obvious. Um, you, you tend not to forget about a quarter million dollars plus in sure. your personal debt. If you did, again, call us. We'd like to know your secret. Um, <laughs> I'd like to not wake up thinking about those kind of things anymore. So, yeah, I, I think that it, the, the recognition is that first step. And then actually having a plan to do something about it, right? And, and this is one of those things where it's not really talked about, right? It's not planned for, right? Again, um, because these debts being called due isn't really a thing until they're at that critical point where like someone's like, I can't do this with you anymore. I'm out. Or, you know, your, your health declines to the point where you have to take action, you know, medical intervention is necessary. And so I think that one of the ways that we can be helpful in this conversation is just by saying, Hey, check in with yourselves, right? Make sure that you're actually aware of how much of this health debt, right? Depending on where you are in the journey, how, how many of these things have you accrued and to what level? Right? And then what can you start to do to reduce some of that debt? What are the little actions and steps that you can take to start to make sure that you're not getting over your toes on any of these debt categories? Right? Because in most cases, 
look, we can talk about, you know, what, what's actually necessary to build the startup. But oftentimes, I think these debts are accrued, A, without knowledge, and, and B, without need, right? There are a lot of times where we're spending and we just don't need to, or the return on the investment in health or time, and often money, isn't worth the debt that was accumulated. But again, because they're so small and they're these microtransactions, we don't feel that at the time, right? And so I, I hope that in some ways, for founders who are already you know, digging themselves deeply into this debt, that we're, we're talking to you at a point at which you can do something about it, right? To where you can say, you know what, I, I hear you, um, I understand, and I'm gonna pay some attention to this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and do something about it. For those founders who are just getting started, um, and you're or thinking about getting started, you're really, really early on in your exploration of what it is to be a founder. This is what it looks like, guys. Absolutely. This is what it looks like. And so what I would urge you to do is to be aware of this as you enter it, right? And really think about and be mindful and aware of, of what these trade-offs are and what you're actually doing. To your point, if it doesn't pay you back at some point, why are you doing this, right? If you don't have a plan for when those debts get resolved, what are you doing? Right? Why are you doing this to yourself? And so let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Like what, what are some of the things that we can do as founders at the various stages across all three of these categories, Will, that, that can make this a bit easier or at least a little less hazardous? I, I think you touched on it. I, I think recognizing that it's real, just being able to say, look, yeah. here's three categories. What have I paid so far? What am I willing to keep on paying? Right? Because in a lot of cases, you know, it just because I've I've gone into this much debt doesn't mean I'm willing to go into more or that I can. And and I think that's too easy because it's binary. I think if we look at our health, yeah, and we say, when was I in the best shape of my life? And why am I not there now? And, and you know, you know, however you look at, right. at, at health, I'm not just talking about physical health, but I mean mental health as well. And if yeah. if, if you're overall well being. Yeah, if, if you're looking at it in Honestly, you're, you're evaluating and saying, you know, I'm actually not in that good of a place. I can guarantee, no matter how successful this startup becomes, it doesn't erase all of that, right? Again, it's not no. like debt where we can no. write a check and make it go, go <clears throat> away. We're going to pay for that in so many different ways. And the one on top mm. of that that you cannot undo are relationships. I've never met a yep. founder who said, guess what? I had an amazing exit. Really cool that I never got to meet my kids. Right. I mean, like it's yeah. never happened. Yeah. Right. There's there's no version where we'll ever be able to pay that back. So there's there has to be a version as we go through this where we stop and we say, this is as much as I'm willing to pay. And in fact, yeah. I've got some debt that I need to pay back. I you know, I, I think that's it's an interesting point. So the of the three categories, there's only one, and, and you alluded to this, but there's only one that the business can really help you with. And, and that's the financial debt, right. right? It's the only one of the resources it can directly give you back. Now, through that money, you can buy yourself some time, some medicine, some therapy, right? There's a lot of things that that money can do to start to, to help with some of these other issues, but it can't directly impact them, right? It's, it, the, other, the other two are directly in the hands of the founder. Well, sorry, only the second of the two is directly in the hands of the founder, right? Your health is directly in your hands, right? You can do something about your health. Of course, it requires third party. A lot of times you're going to need doctors. You're going to need, you know, people to, to help with that. But it's relatively under your control, right? You can directly attempt to impact that. When we move into the third category, we're talking about relationships. It's not just implied that the third party actually cares, right? That they want the relationship back at that point. If you've eroded it to the point where, you know, it's, it, it's in need of repair, not up to you to decide wholly on your own 
to fix that relationship, right? That requires the, the other person to be open to, to reopening that relationship or repairing that relationship. And so I think in terms of the, the, the severity of the, of the debts, as we move down that line, the repair becomes that much more difficult, right? As we move from finance into health, into relationships, there's an inverse in terms of the difficulty in terms of paying them back. Um, and I think it's important to be super, super aware of that as we accumulate them, right? Here's the other piece of relatively good news, I guess. That's, I think that they're also more easily avoided in terms of like, as we, as we move along, right? We can choose, we need money for the company, right? But we can choose how much of our health we spend on it. And we can choose not to let it negatively impact people around us, right? Those are actually choices, right? Because those are resources that we do directly choose to spend and how. So I think it's important, again, to, to be aware of these things. And hopefully just by even calling this out, we're helping somebody right now. I really hope that, you know, everybody that's listening today is, is paying attention to this and saying like, okay, I'm either already doing this and I need to, to curb the debt at this point and need to repay some of it, or I'm at such a stage that I haven't really accumulated a ton of this debt and I can keep it from happening at all, right? And that is possible, guys. It is. All right. So that was fun. But let's actually keep this conversation going. You've heard what we think about this, but, you know, Ryan and I would really like to hear what you think. And we're online like all day long, pretty much talking about every startup topic you could think of from fundraising to customer acquisition to just really how to get all of this crazy startup stuff out of your head. And there's tons of other founders just like you. They're weighing in on these topics. So you'll get a chance to just hang out and meet some really smart founders. We're also super, super easy to find. You head over to groups.startups.com and let Ryan and I hear what's on your mind. Let's get to know each other a little bit, and let's just start having more of these conversations. 